0: Listener-supported WNYC Studios.
1: I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, January 21st, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, chief Washington correspondent for the New
0: York Times.
1: Good morning, David.
0: Morning, Carrie. Happy inauguration day. Happy Martin Luther King Day.
1: Thank you. Same to you. David, President Obama was officially inaugurated yesterday in a private ceremony, but today is the ceremonial event, and hundreds of thousands of people are expected to jam the mall in Washington. How does this compare with four years ago?
0: Well, first of all, it's a lot warmer, and I think that's probably good news (laughs) for all of us who are going to be out there. Uh, You know, second inaugurals are always uh, a very different creature uh, than the first ones. The first are always full of hope. They're always full of big predictions of change. When a president comes out for uh, the, uh, the second inaugural, they have to make two fundamental cases. Uh, the first is that they are going to continue the course they've been on, but recognize that at moments their earlier hopes have come to less than fruition. And the second thing they need to do is to try to reunify the country, and that's going to be a particularly difficult challenge right now, after what I think we could all agree was not only a bitter partisan election, but a bitter partisan post-election.
1: In The Times today, you wrote that President Obama's foreign policy is likely to be less about big treaties or big interventions like the surge into Afghanistan, and more like the way Dwight Eisenhower governed. What did you mean by that?
0: you know, Eisenhower did a lot behind the scenes to try to organize the United States to make its way through the Cold War. It was during his time that uh, containment really came into effect. It was during his time that uh, the United States focused on building its economic strength at home, the interstate highway system, uh, among other things, now named for Eisenhower. And I think that President Obama has recognized that the things that he talked about during the first inaugural, including getting through comprehensive test ban treaties and getting through global warming treaties and so forth, that's not going to happen, particularly with this Senate in place. He simply doesn't have the votes. He's going to have to find some different ways. And he already has begun to. The light footprint strategy we've talked about of uh, not sending a lot of troops in but instead relying on cyber and on drones and on special forces is part of that.
1: Finally, David, given all that, what should we look for in today's inaugural address?
0: You know, uh, set speeches have usually been a very strong point for President Obama. Think of his big speech in Prague, uh, announcing his move to to, to zero nuclear weapons. Uh, uh, Think of his Cairo speech. Uh, It's been the follow-through that's been more difficult. And I think that in this speech, uh, he is going to try to try to uh, bring back some of the loft of those uh, previous addresses. At the same time, I don't think you're going to hear what you heard in President Bush's second inaugural in 2005, which was a call for the United States to basically go out and democratize the world over the next few decades. I think that that is one that President Obama views as a, an invitation the rest of the world does not necessarily want to hear from Washington.
1: Thanks a lot, David.
0: Thank you, Kerry.
1: New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Kerry Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM WQXR.